I'm Mel Stewart, and this is the Swim Swim Podcast. Joining me today is the Chief Executive of FINA. Today, we have Brent Nowicki. days ahead of the FINA World Championships, the Aquatics Festival, which includes competition in the pool, open water, diving, and high diving. Swim Swam is going to be there. And in, and in the show notes, we're going, to hand, we're going to share with you the how, when, where, what to do, and how to watch this. Uh, Coleman Hodges is going to be on deck, our head of production, to file reports daily. Brent, the last time we talked, it was at U.S. Olympic Trials, and you had been on the job about 10 seconds how much of your time has been taken up planning for this event since June? Now I've been on the job 20 seconds, but uh, every bit of it. Um, you know, look, I mean, I think we came, we, we, when we last spoke, we, we launched right into to Tokyo. And then it was Swim World Cup and a number of other events. And then pretty much all hands on deck for the last few months with this event. Yeah. It's a... Uh... I want to. I'd, I'd like to talk a little about the World Cup because the World Cup was successful, and and I was a little bit surprised uh, after the long break from the pandemic. But let's 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 stay on FINA World Championships. FINA World Championships. We have this this um, this unique situation in Abu Dhabi with with all these events um, together, and I, I, it feels like sport has become this place where you have to create the stage of spectacle, and that matters. And uh, is, is that the, the thinking behind having this big event? Look, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's probably easy to say yes, because I think you're right. I mean, sport has become a spectacle. I mean, we have to compete every single day with additional sports and then alternative sports. And so we're always trying to capture the attention of, of the youth to, to swim instead of play a video game. So how do you do that? Unfortunately, it's not enticing them into the water. It's, it's compete with them from a spectacle perspective. So. I think, yeah, I mean, it, you know, you have to keep that spectacular to keep interest and in, in always trying to do things different. Um, but, but I don't think this event was really built around creating a spectacle. I think it just became a spectacle um, out of an idea that we were running, you know, that athletes had a really difficult year um, or 16 months. And, you know, we had a lot of cancellations, not only in, in our swimming events, but our diving events, our open water events calendars were, were, were sort of gone. And I thought we just felt like, Hey, it's a new administration. We want to be athlete first. We felt a sense of compulsion to do something. Uh, and, and we had an organizing committee that had the ability to do and support it. So when we proposed it to them and they agreed, we thought, wow, let's seize on this. And, you know, it, it turned in from, Hey, can we do open water? Can we do an open water relay? Can we do diving? wait, can we do high diving this? And now we have a spectacular. So that's kind of the, the origins of the whole thing. Out of curiosity, I, I don't, I just thought of this now, but it, it, it sounds to me like you have the potential when you're managing all these different sports, when you, when you bundle everything together, this is uh, this could be that you could save money. Is, is that, or, or is it the opposite? Is this a, is this a money saver or is this a, a bigger expense? You know what, Mel, great question. And I think, no, honestly, I can't give you the answer right now. I think we'll run the numbers after the event and we'll see where things shake out. But I think in principle, our, our plan is to start combining events. 
Uh, and I think that there's two reasons for that. One, I well, actually maybe three. One, I think the calendar is just massively congested. I just, when I walked in this job, I just can't understand how we're doing an event a week. I mean, it's, it's incredible to think that, you know, we're, we're doing so many events. And, and with that, the second part is that we just have, you know, we're spread too thin. You know, we're sending people here. We're sending people there. All that adds costs. Um, and it takes away from other things as well. So it's, it's a huge it's a huge time suck to have 75 events. And so the question becomes, well, can you start to combine events and then looking at cost savings and saying, well, you know, you take somebody like Omega, for example, well, Omega is going to send a team to diving in, in Kazan this month, but next month they're going to attend a team to Kazan for artistic swimming. So can we just send Omega there once over four days and do everything at once and save money? The answer is yes you probably can save about 25%. Um, but, you know, there are other costs associated with it. So we'll factor in all those, those, uh, those issues and, and those, those considerations and run the numbers at the end and see what we can do. But I can say that already looking into 2022, we're still trying to blend and combine some events where we can and, and, and test this out a little bit more. It's uh, when I, I'm, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a, I run the business side of swim swam. I look at things from the commercial division, and it seems as though spectacle is the way to go. It also seems like television rights, it's easy to, to pull this all together, bundle it and, and, and sell it. And it's, uh, yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm just wondering, is it, uh, this is the first one you, you have to, you have to develop events like this. Is, yeah. do, do you see the a future where television rights are going to start climbing up? Uh, for me, the, look, for me, the reason why I like sitting down and watching the Olympics is because I can just sit there and watch nonstop content without being interrupted because I can go from the finals of this to the finals of that, to this race, to that race. And it's this constant engagement where I don't get sidetracked with a commercial. I don't have the ability or need to change the channel. If we can create something like that, where I can take you to the high dive you know, and, and now Brent is diving and oh, Mel's going to be swimming. Let's bring you to Mel. And then I can switch broadcast to inside and I can create this sort of this, this balance of, of gauging, you know, of keeping you on your seat. Um, I think, I think, it, you know, it could very well help. Is it the answer? I don't know, but it's worth a try. Right. So let's see what we can do and, and see if maybe we can get an action packed two hours of swimming and diving and, you know, maybe, maybe it helps solve the problem. How, how much have you been on the road since, since June? Are you, are you, have you been, have you been at the desk? Have you, are you, are you, are you lording over, over aquatic sports from your, from your, from your, your hub at your HQ or have you been on the road? I think it's been a combination of both. I mean, it's been a lot of both. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think we went on a quite a big traveling tour when we started trying to get to all the disciplines, meeting all the athletes and sort of getting our, our names and faces around and, and sort of building a comfort level and sort of reestablishing some trust in the community. Um, you know, at the same time, there's a lot of work that needs to get done here. And so we've been, I've been here late nights, early mornings, trying to, to keep that balance. But um, look with 75 events on the calendar, it's a lot of moving. It's a lot of moving around. So it's a, um, I find that it's, that it's challenging to, to get work done when you're out, I, when, when you're on the road. I just, I feel like you, you, your, your brain oftentimes you're, 
you don't, you don't always come up with your most creative ideas, although you get inspired when you're on the road and you have that sense of connection with your base. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, which you've been, you've been there for, for a hot minute. And, uh, and I, and I'm, yeah. I'm wondering how much of, of FINA and, and the management of aquatic sports is, is really about the, the elite stage and creating events like this and managing the properties that, that FINA owns. And, uh, and how much of it is the development of the sport? Uh, or, or is that something that's left to the NGBs? Not, not early on our watch. Um, I, think, I think, you know, your question is a valid one. And I, I, don't, mean, I don't mean, I don't have any you know, qualms about sort of showing my cards on this. I mean, it's difficult because, you know, I have a lot of ideas. The team has ideas, but we rarely get time to strategize and think about them. And, you know, I wasn't given much of a runway to start this job. It wasn't like I had a three-year backed-up World Cup calendar that I could rely on and know that it was going to be runoff and I could start to think, okay, let's take this year to really digest and look at the, the, the program and how can we improve it. And, and so, I mean, you know, I don't have that, that luxury of bringing in the management team or my sports guys and girls and saying, hey, let's have a cup of coffee and, and roundtable this for a couple hours and start to put pen to paper about new concepts. I just haven't had that time. And, and I miss that time. I, I really think I need that time, to be honest. And, it, and it's just not there. It doesn't exist. And, it, and to be honest, Mel, I, I don't know when it will exist because I'm coming off of this World Championships, getting ready for the long course World Championships, launching into a, another Swim World Cup. And then, oh, by the way, we have another World Championships at Kazan at the end of the year. So, I mean, there's just really little time to do the strategy sessions that we need. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's not a it's not an easy road ahead. I can't lie and say I have all the answers. I mean, we're thinking about them, we're trying to, but I need time. How, how and, big's uh, the staff but, there? Just set of curiosity. How, I, I'm, 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 I, you know, we're talking to you from the United States. Swim Swam reports regional news in six languages, and and we have and and nearly half of our audience is international. But we do see things oftentimes, even though we have editors from all over the world. We I, I see things through the U.S lens so usa mm-hmm. swimming you know waffles between 85 and 95 employees how, how big is the staff at fina <laughs> probably somewhere lean 40 right now 45 um really yeah but we're hiring we're, i mean we're hiring i mean i guess i would just encourage your your listeners to to, to check in with the fina website because we do we do have regular postings we've got a lot more coming up um so we're going to be hiring and backfilling a lot of sport positions a lot of administration positions so we, we are in real need of, of good talent and people who are eager about aquatic sport to come join us. And, you know, being as that we're a global company, you know, we're looking for people everywhere in the world. So um, I guess passion is the first most important thing you have to have. Energy is probably the second and then everything else probably comes third. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a lean, it's a lean, it's a lean machine, but we have to, I, I mean, I'd like to be able to get up to something probably like 65 employees. If I could, if I could get there and be probably pretty happy, I think we need it, but, you know, one, one day at a time. Before I continue to bore everybody with management questions and, and, and things like that, let's, let's come back to the world championships. Just out yeah, of curiosity, sure. is there any, are you there on the ground or, or when will you arrive? So I, I leave Saturday, our steam, our, our team, um, our team started pulling out today. So we started sending over our registration groups, um, our combinations teams, this morning and we'll start to roll out on a, on a periodic basis until next week. And I'll arrive on Saturday and get started right away. We've got a series of meetings that we'll do meet with our technical officials. Um, we've got a lot of reforms that have come out, which I'm sure you're aware of. We'll start to have a second meeting with our reforms group, start to implement some of those changes, 
Um, you know, we're one of the changes has been a call for our marketing program. So we'll be doing some, some marketing, high level marketing meetings with potential candidates to take over our marketing program. So a lot of stuff going on before the event even starts. Is there anything that you're looking forward to? Uh, now, now that you, you, you've gotten your sleeves rolled up and you've, you've gotten wet, what's, uh, is there anything you're looking forward to at, at the world championships? Besides the 22nd of my flight home when I'll sleep. <laughs> yes. Besides that. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I'm looking forward to the whole thing. I have to tell you, I've, I've been getting feedback. I've been done, done a lot of site visits and I've gotten feedback now with some, some pictures of the pool being built and the tower being built. And it's, it's, it's awesome. I mean, it's, it just really, it energizes you. And I, it's that sort of adrenaline kick that you need at the end of a, of a big match. And, and so for me, you know, I, I just want to see it all kind of come together. You know, I just want to sort of sit back and look at it because the way it's situated is, I mean, you got a viewing stand from any one of the locations to see what else, everything else is going on. I just wanted to take a moment of pause and just, and just take it all in because again, like the way it came together was, you know, basically in a, in a, a late night think tank in Tokyo where we said, Hey, you know, could this work? Should this work? And then next thing, you know, three months ago, we're planning this, mini world championships. I mean, it literally came together in three months. It's shocking. Um, but I, I just wanted that moment of pause to just take it all in and, and maybe hopefully smile or cry. I love the concept. I, I, you know, I, 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 I like trying big things and I, and I, and I love failure, but I hope to God this isn't a failure, but I, I do like it when organizations do things, try things and fail, but it's my hope that this is successful. Uh, is this something that you would roll out for the the long course this the summer the summer events? Well, I mean, of course, the long course will feature. I mean, it's going to feature the high dive. It's going to feature open water. It's going to feature. It's going to feature all of our disciplines. I mean, that's the nature of our world championships. So you'll see more there. You'll see artistic there. You'll see water polo there. Um, this is kind of a, a hybrid mini uh, mini long course world championships for us. So you know, it's uh, maybe it's a prelude for what you'll see there. Um, let, let me, let me come back to world Ch- uh, world cups because the um, we haven't had a world cup in a, in a, in a long time. And, and, and uh, I, I think I sent you a text message and it's like, Hey, you know, the metrics on our, on our side are up. I was surprised. Um, yeah. I, I didn't expect it. And, it, and it's uh, depending, depending on the, the particular day it was up 15 to 20%. Some days it would swing higher. And um, is that uh, you know, is that, is that something that surprises you? Yeah, it did a little bit. I think it surprised us all because of course, you know, you're coming off of, of Tokyo, you know, you've, you've got, um, you've got a calendar with ISL that's full. You've got athletes committed to that. You've got, you know, world cup, you've got a world championships and then you've got COVID and, and you've got quarantine and not only do you have quarantine in your home country, but you've got quarantine possibly in every country you're going to, and you've got COVID testing. It's not easy. Um, it's not easy at all. And I was, I was, I can't tell you how grateful I was that the swimmers, the level of swimming and competing uh, that took place and, and then just the competition and commitment out of these athletes, because you could see it. I mean, you could see it in so many of them. They were just exhausted. You know, I mean, you just, you, you know what I'm talking about. And it's just to dig in that deep and, and go as hard as you did for that. I mean, I can only commend them and, and I'm grateful for them because really without them, we don't have a world cup. And, you know, our numbers were good. Our attendance was, was, was fairly strong. Competition was fairly strong. We had a world record, as you know, um, a lot of good races and, you know, a lot of good new surprises, right? So these are the times when young swimmers step up and, and we saw that with Matt. So 
you know, um, you kind of can't ask for a better story, really. I mean, it, you get some, you get some great, some great veterans, you get some great new rookies and, and, and then you get a great world cup. Well, the, the interesting thing was that, uh, you know, we're, we're always tracking just, uh, it's in swam. It's, it's very endemic sport. These are, these are the tried and true folks. They're going to show up on, on the slowest day of the year. So we're always tracking sort of the mind of, 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 of the sport and, and what they're, what they're engaging in. And the, uh, I, I did anticipate, I anticipated coming out of the Olympics that it, with ISL starting immediately, that their traffic would be up. And I was surprised that it was flat and they recovered at, you know, as they moved through their, their, their season, but then they would take a break and then it would be, it would come flat again. And I was just, I was wondering coming into world cup, if it was like, you know, I, I was wondering if the bump was coming because people were getting so used to this constant feed of content of swim and okay, this is a different brand, but it's like that, that occurred to me. I, I don't know. Did, have you guys looked at that data at all? Uh, you know, honestly, Mel, I, I haven't, I mean, I'm really, I don't, um, for me, it's, it's a hundred percent our events. It's and it's so many, again, it's, I, I realize your viewers is it's principally swimming, but for me, it's, I, you know, it, it, the moment I give too much time to other events, I get criticized from the, you know, from the other disciplines. So I have to, I have to balance it, but, but no, I mean, I think we, we are just focused on supporting our organizing committees, supporting our athletes, making sure that we can get the best event forward um, and learn and learning from it. You know, I, I mentioned earlier, we don't really have, didn't really have a runway. So now, you know, I'm going to use 2022 to really look at our, our world cup and say, okay, what's, what's good. What's not, you know, we need to change it probably maybe um, how do we change it? So my focus is purely on our events and, and making them the best events that we can have and, and making a system or a calendar that works for athletes, you know, because that's one of the big complaints that we've heard from athletes is that the calendar is too thick. It's too disjointed. So we're trying to create a system that works for them. And that's my focus. Every single interview that we've done with elites, um, you know, there's always, as you know, we, we don't go live, we record. So there's always, you know, some five to 10 minutes of chit chat and there are, and, everyone without fail will, will give you, they're exhausted. They're tired of the grind. They're, they're teetering on depression that they're, yeah. they're just, they've had too much with pandemic with, with, the, you know, delayed Olympics Olympics into our competitive regular seasons. So that's uh, it all checks out. And, and the fact that you're reading the room and saying, Hey, how do we make this schedule work for you? That checks out. I'm, it, so it sounds like you've gotten a lot of feedback when you were on deck at yeah. world cup. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I mean, it doesn't work if people aren't happy. You know, the model historically maybe didn't work because people just didn't like it. And, you know, we got, you know, we have to, we have to serve our customers. It's like anything else. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you own a business and you've got customers and if they're not happy, they're not going to come back. It's, it's simple. It's simple business practice. It's not, it's not rocket science. And so I think we're, we're here to listen and we're here to figure out how do we fill the gap, the four-year gap? How do we make it an interesting spectacle to take your word for our broadcasters how do we you know take a child away from his video games and put him or her in the pool i mean that's that's our business that that's our business we have to be aware of that and and be thinking about that all the time sure i'm exhausted sure i mean i'm stressed out of course but i mean i have a commitment i've made a commitment to this organization and to the people we represent and that's and that's it And, and when when the time comes for me to move on then i'll rest then but you know, right now it's just, it's trying to do our best to get it right. And hopefully we do. Uh, Fina announced 
relatively recently that, that you guys would recognize the ISL Times in, in, for uh, qualification. Uh, that sounds like a spirit of cooperation. Is that, um, am I reading that wrong? Well, I mean, I think it's, I think it's what it is. I mean, you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, to, to, to qualify an event, just as one page, it's a one page document on our website, you fill it out and it's, it's simple. We just make sure that all the boxes are ticked and it's, you know, we want to make sure that you're recognized, Mel, your, your world record, Mel gets recognized in doesn't, you know, at the same time that it doesn't get beat, right. It's, it's a protection for everybody. And we just want to make sure that the events are properly certified. And, And in order to do that, you know, you have to just take a couple steps to make sure that happens. But you know, I think, you know, there was a lot of sort of mud thrown at FINA as if we were the bad guys. And we tried to say, look, you know, it, it, the rule applies whether it's a national event or any event. So, you know, maybe it was a show of good faith. Maybe it was just a way to say, guys, you know, we're not here to hurt you. We want to help you. And here's what we'll do to show it. And we know that, you know, we had swimmers coming to the World Cup that had qualified through that event, but it wasn't really a, a certified event so or a sanctioned event so we just made the decision that in the best interest of the athletes who we didn't want to hurt we would let it through exceptionally and then that's what we did it sounds like that's a default uh you're looking out for the athletes you're like what's in the best interest of the athletes is that is that what's driving these decisions and that's all it was i mean you know we could have punished them but what would it it's not their fault I mean, is it, Mel, Mel, you know as well as anyone. Did you did you check the paperwork of the organizing committee before you jumped in the pool? No, you you did. You just came there to do your job, and if you came there to do your job, you should reap the rewards of of your work. And you know, and unfortunately, you know, there was a maybe some oversight, and an athlete was was punished, and it shouldn't be. And from a technical perspective, we 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 felt comfortable where we were with the with the process, and decided that you know it should be the athlete shouldn't be punished. So, um. The Alliance is uh, an organization that is so it's 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 been formed to represent athletes, protect their rights, um, and ideally to help improve their their economic future. It's headed by Matt Biondi. Matt Biondi was my I was on national team for USC swimming for ten years, and he was my he was my captain eight of those years. Um, Matt was very vocal and, and instrumental in 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 we we couldn't earn money back then, and, and he was he really he's the person that's, that's where history broke. And suddenly the, the USOC now the USOPC allowed it. Um, so Matt's heading this association and, and, and the, this has kind of been building for years. And, and the thought was that, that they were going to bring the heat to FINA and it was going to be this tough negotiation with FINA. But we know from our reporting that behind the scenes, it was really the first thing they did was they, it was, it was the, they were holding ISL's feet to the fire on payments, slow payments, payments that hadn't happened. And our understanding is that everybody has been made whole now, though we can't confirm that. Um, so that, it, that seems like that's a unique place where we're at in history. Ha, has Matt Biondi engaged FINA? Has the Alliance engaged FINA? Yeah, yeah I, and, and I think for some time now, um, I think wasn't probably a month on the job that we had our first call with Matt, the president and I. Um, so we sort of had an open chat about things and Matt obviously expressed the interest of, of the Alliance and the swimmers. And I think we were opening to having that discussion. We've um, we've had some subsequent discussions with him as well. And in fact, invited him out to Abu Dhabi. So he'll be there um, for a few days and we'll have a, a sit down and kind of get it caught up a little bit on what, what, what's going on, what's transpiring and, 
and, and see, I think, you know, I think the president's been very clear about, you know, well, everyone being welcome, you know, I mean, we don't have to always get along about things and we don't have to always have the same opinions and that's, that's natural and that's healthy. Um, but I think um, it's right for us to sit down and hear them out and hopefully we can, hopefully we can, you know, <clears throat> cure some things that they're concerned about. And hopefully we have some things to bring that, that perhaps they weren't thinking about. So, yeah, I mean, it's like everything else, communication's key. So let's hear what they have to say. And, yeah. I took my regular walk this morning and I'm taking my hot shower and I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to go into that default net, network and sort of display what, 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 you know, what does Mel care about? What does he want? And it occurred to me because I feel childlike when I start thinking about Biondi because he was a, a mentor type yeah. and he was, he was very, there was a lot of tension back then during, during the, our elite careers. But in, I, I'm, I'm aware of what's going on in the background. I'm aware I'm bringing story to this interview. I'm aware that Matt, Matt wants to be a collaborator and, and I, and it didn't occur to me until I was in the shower this morning where it's like, correct me if I'm wrong. I, th I think that Fina gets 30 to 35 million from the IOC. Is that after each Olympics part of the revenue share? And it occurred to me that, is that really enough? Should we be getting more? Is this a situation where the Alliance and Fina work together and, and make a case to, to get a bigger piece of the, of the television rights buy? Well, look, I mean, I think I think if you're trying to, to pin me into a relationship with the alliance, I think you have to understand that, you know, there's for every one alliance, there's 10 other groups that have interests in mind and everybody has a different interest. You know, some interests are swimmers, some interests are divers, some interests are open water swimmers, some interests are this group or that group. So, you know, I think we're always open to hear suggestions and, and engage in that conversation. But but it would be very difficult for for any organization to side with one particular group over the interests of another particular group. Um, you know, as for your question about, um, should we be getting more? Well, I mean, yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, I, I think, you know, it's, it's, we're, we're very fortunate. Look, I mean, let's be realistic. I mean, that money is, uh, it's, it's a huge advantage for us. And it's a, it's a, it's a lot of money that we're able to spread through a lot of our programming. And we started the conversation and you, and you asked me a question. I apologize. I didn't probably directly answer. It was about how much of this is about elite swimming and how much of it's about development. And, and, and a lot of it's about development. In fact, you know, it's kind of like an iceberg, right? Elites, what you hear and see in the top of the, the water, but really what's, what's going on is, is the iceberg below the water and that's development. I mean, that's, you know, that's a lot of what we're doing is, is supporting and, and trying to bring up all swimmers across the world divers across the world, open water swimmers and growing sports and growing in areas that, you know, otherwise we haven't seen development in. And, and that money the IOC comes from really helps helps us in that regard. I mean, you know, we don't have the luxury of, of having, you know, huge, huge sponsorship and, and huge broadcasts like Formula One or the NFL or the NBA. You know, we, we rely on this money and, and we spend it as, as intelligently as we possibly can. Um, to protect not only the integrity of the institution, but the integrity of our sports. Um, and, you know, we're committed to making sure that every dollar that we get goes to that type of programming. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to unpack a few things and, and I, I see things through the athlete's lens and I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, the Alliance needs to have uh, artistic swimming, water polo, diving. <laughs> but I, I, maybe I shouldn't have put that out into the ether. I, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I do, I do like the, I, I do like your grin and your smile saying, yeah, baby, we should get more of the pie as, as a chief executive is, is, you know, are you, is, is that something, is, is that something where you're, 
you're making that case is that uh, I have no, I have no idea how complicated it is to sit down and make a case. It's like, Hey, this is a big pie. We're a big part of the telecast. We're bringing the eyeballs. Um, I'd, li- I'd like to be a fly on the wall in those back rooms. Yeah. I don't think it's as complicated as you think it might be. Um, you know, the, 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 the structure of, of payouts for Olympic money, it's, it's public money. It's public. And, and, and so it's, it's based on your, your category of IF and, and the category of IF is, is dependent on, on those types of things. So it's, you get slated based on a number of criteria, but including things like broadcast, uh, the eyeballs, as you said. And then once you get classified, that's that's the revenue share. That's the piece of the pie you get. So there's not a lot of backroom negotiation as to, you know, um, hey, we did X million more than, than this federation and we want a little bit more of the pie than them. I mean, you know, um, it's, it's not really how it goes down. So, um, you know, again, we're happy with what we get. We, we obviously... Um, support uh, and recognize the importance of, of, of the Olympic movement and in, in, in the way in which it supports not only our federation, but all federations. And, and we're fortunate and, and people can criticize it for what they want. But at the end of the day, um, we're, we're, we're extremely fortunate to be a part of that. And we're extremely fortunate to, to be able to, you know, be at the top of those IFs in, in virtually all the, uh, all the, the, the metrics that they, that they register so that we can, continue to keep this thing going and, and hopefully, you know, distribute that pie as much as we can back down to the athletes. We live in a world where we have extremely powerful nations with own, with their own unique personalities and governments, China, Russia. Uh, and it's, uh, as an I, as the chief executive of an IF, you've got to work with everyone and you have to represent the world. That sounds like a unique challenge. And um, at times, looking through from the lens of, of the United States, it feels like FINA's leaned to to China and to Russia, and uh, and because of events and uh, and and where they're hosted, and is it? Um, can you give any insight into into you know what the mission of FINA is when it when it comes to representing the world and the uniqueness of of, of that of that of that challenge? Yeah, I mean, look, it's 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 the fun part of the job, to be honest. I mean, you know, cultural differences is an interesting thing. I mean, you know, somebody who grew up in Buffalo, New York, you know, in a, in a predominantly Polish family didn't exactly, you know, was, his eyes weren't exactly open to, to you know, uh, cultural diversity. Um, uh, yeah, sure, Polish-American family living in Buffalo, but I, I, it wasn't like, you know, I, I was, you know, doing my summers in, in Paris and, you know, you know, jaunting off to Spain for, for uh for tortillas and, and paella. I mean, it was, it was a pretty American life. And so you don't really appreciate culture um, beyond, you know, fast food restaurants in a mall. I mean, it's, it's the reality of my childhood. And, um, and, and so when you start to actually realize that Spain isn't paella and tortillas, and it's actually a great, interesting, beautiful, historic culture and, you know, it's not springtime in Paris like you see in a movie, but but a whole a whole other being um, with great passion and great energy and and great culture. You start to realize that the world is a lot bigger than you thought when you're growing up in Buffalo, New York. And so, but but with all that understanding comes complexities, and it, it, complexities can get drawn in many different directions. It can get drawn um, politically. It can get drawn religiously. And so, you know, being a global body, you have to recognize, appreciate and respect those balances. 
and you have to find a way to navigate through each and every one of them um, equally. And it's not always easy, Mel. It's 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 quite difficult, but um, but you find a way to do it because at the end of the day, you know, I, I make a very strong point of taking politics out of sports. It's just not my business. It's just not what I want to do. And so at the at the common denominator on all of these cultures and religions in in in, in, in politics is the athlete. And, and if you can focus on the common denominator of the athlete, all this can kind of go away. Um, because this is sort of the focal point by which by which you can you can drive your mission. And so it's difficult, yeah, but it it does it does fade into the periphery when you focus on the events, the athletes, you know, the mission that that you've you've been tasked with task with sorry I, I appreciate that um and i appreciate your, your your the background and the color but um so now i want to i'm going to switch gears and say that i'm very very angry with ngbs i'm very very angry with if so i'm very very angry with fina and here's why uh i, I feel like with this huge platform and and the ability to 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 win minds and 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 move everyone as 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 a, as one massive family, that that comes down to messaging, and uh, it feels like the best messaging in sport often comes from from big commercial players. You know, our, our companies selling selling swimsuits or building pools, or they're always thinking about a message and they're selling a message, and I, and I haven't really felt that from Fina, and I know that there's a lot to manage, and I know there's a, it's. But I'm wondering, is that is that something that's in the back of your head? What what is the message? What's 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 Fina's message for the next generation? What's we know? Yeah. What it's? <laughs> it's um it's it's uh it's a timely question, Mel, and I'll tell you why. Because last week we had our our uh, company sort of holiday get together, right? And and in the beginning part of that, we did a team building exercise, and 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 we sort of came together on some thoughts about what FINA meant to us individually. What, what, what do we each individually want out of FINA? What do I want to do as a CEO? What do I want? What's my, what's my mission statement for this company? You know, what do I stand for? What do we stand for? What do I think? But I made it very clear to them, but it's not what I think. It's not what I want. It's what we all want to think and what we all feel. And, and so I've put them to task uh, to do just that, to come back to me over the course of the next few weeks to give me their thoughts, just a few bullet points, a few points about what they think we, what we stand for, um, what do we want to achieve? And so when I get those, those, those bullet points back, we'll sit down again and we'll collectively put forth that, that statement that you're looking for, you know, we'll see what we can do and then we can be held to it. You know, we can see if we're accountable for what we say we want to be and hopefully we can. And if we can't, perhaps we have to adjust and that's fine too. But, but again, the timeliness of your question is good. And, um, and I hope that we can, I hope that we can, stand by what we believe we think we are. I, I think organizations, big, big organizations make the mistake of, um, of trying to win a gold medal with their statement and their message and who we are. And then it ends up being watered down. Mm -hmm. It's my hope. It's my hope that you have four or five messages and you try them all out and you, you, and you, you, you test them out because you, I, I, I'm egotistical. I think I know everything and here's my message and this is the way the world should be. It falls on deaf ears. It falls flat. And, yeah. uh, and then it's, you know, something that you think offhanded that you, that you just didn't pay attention to that really lands well. And so it's my hope that you try, that you, that you, that you try a few messages 
And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what those, uh, what, what develops. Uh, under promise and over deliver. How about that? Um, I, no, exactly. <laughs> yes. No, agreed. It's it, here's the, it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's a, it comes down to registration for me. It comes down to participation. I want more people in the sport. Is, is I, I believe that, that aquatic sports makes life better. Um, you do it, you participate in it. It changes you for the rest of your life. And I feel everybody probably feels that way about their sport, but it's, it's, it's on us to tell that story. Uh, I feel like the roof is on fire in the United States with registration. Since you're old enough to remember Mark Spitz, since Mark Spitz, USA Swimming has grown at a, at a nice organic rate and we've had big stars. The pandemic sort of shook things up. We're dealing with esports. We're dealing with action sports. We're dealing with uh, a changing culture. But it's a, we are still a sport where 1% is black and 6% is mixed race. And that does not reflect what our country looks like. Mm-hmm. That feels like a very unique challenge for aquatic sports. It's, it, it, I'd, I'd be curious as to, is, is FINA, does your, do, do your numbers look the same way? Is it, do, we, do we have participation from developing nations? Do we have participation yeah. from people of color? Yeah, it's, it's like the iceberg that we talked about. I mean, people just don't see it, but we do. And, and you know what, Mel? It, it's shame on us because we just, don't, we just don't publicize it enough. You know, we don't advertise the communities that we, we serve in, in the development, the development um, projects that we work on target those very areas. And if you look at, and one day, I'll, one day when we're together, remind me and I'll bring it around with you, but we have a book on our statistics for our, our development programming in, in the the nations and the demographics of the people that we serve. And, and it, is, it is predominantly from areas um, that, you know, you don't, you, don't, you don't read about because they don't meddle. Um, but it's our goal to get them on the podium. It's our goal to get them in the finals. And we've been able to do it slowly. Um, but, but, uh, but it's an area that, that's, a, that's a, of large focus for us. I mean, this is, this again, it's, it's the iceberg below the water here. We, we pour a lot of money into development um, we've got great development centers. We've got great partners. We're, uh, we're opening a center. It's under construction right now. I think the completion date is probably 2022 20, and perhaps uh, in South Africa. We've got our, our longstanding partner in Kazan, um, which, is, which has been a great resource for us uh, of development. Um, we've got our Thailand center. So we've got, um, you know, we've got a growing network of development centers that are aimed strictly at this. It's, it's the underserved areas, you know, athletes that, that have a chance that just need to be served to, to give them that opportunity to get them on that podium. And that's it's entirely our goal. And when you talk to the coaches and you talk to this, the, 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 um, the, uh, the administrators at these centers, I mean, they just get you so amped up, they get you so motivated and they, it's really a great opportunity for us. And, 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 and look, I would, I would encourage you, if you're interested in that area, to, to let me know and, and find a way to get you involved in, in something, you know, with these centers. I mean, to talk to the kids, to, to do a podcast, to interview them about their experiences, because, you know, these are kids who are, are on the cusp. They're kids that are just almost at B standards. They're almost going to make the world championships. They're almost going to make the Olympics. And, and, and their, their, their entire hopes and dreams are basically in the hands of us to help make that happen. So, you know, we're, we're fighting for them and we're trying to give them every opportunity to get over that hurdle. And so, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a market we, we absolutely are committed to serve. I'd like to know more about it because it's, um, we, we made a choice to start covering uh, swim in, in India, biggest democracy on earth. 
And people were like, why, why are you doing this? This is, you know, what they didn't, they didn't understand it. And it's a completely different culture. They, when we first started, they had no interest in, in race results. It was all education. Everything was education. Mm-hmm. But over the years, it has become increasingly about race results and who and how fast is, is this particular swimmer swimming. And mm-hmm. uh, so I feel like it's a success story. Does FINA have a yeah. foundation? Well, before we, before we transition, okay. I, mean, I think one thing to go back on this, it's, it's important because, again, we're, we're always drawn to the top of the iceberg, right? I hate using this analogy, but we're, we're, we keep going back to the surface. Um, but let us not sink like the Titanic. You know, a lot of what we do is teaching kids to swim. You know, again, we're focused on getting that kid into the Olympics. Or the, but, but a lot of this in these developing nations is about just saving lives. It's about giving them access to basic fundamentals of swimming for survival. Um, and so we talk about India, great example, Africa, great example. Kids are dying in the river all the time. Adults are dying in the river all the time. Adults trying to save their children are dying because they don't know how to swim. So again, let us not forget that, you know, FINA is not just, you know, um, what we see for every four years, um, a foundation. No, we don't, we don't. And we should, and it's something we have to look, we have to figure out, um, I, I had a note somewhere about that from from somebody, and uh, yeah, it's it's on here somewhere. I can't show you my desk; it's too embarrassing. But it's here somewhere. You've got you just show, you wake up one day like, why don't we have a foundation? We're Fina. We should have a foundation. <laughs> yes, you should have a foundation. Uh, people, people, people have all sorts of things. They have all sorts of opinions about a foundation, but a foundation is a, is a part of your business. Yeah, it's important, and it should invest back in the things that you care about. And mm-hmm. I look forward to the day when FINA launches their, their foundation. I have to ask you, I have to ask you something selfishly. The, um, my team manager in the 1990s was a guy by the name of Mike Unger. <laughs> and back then, something he was making about $20,000 a year, toting bags around, uh, team managers are like, you know, they're, they're like, they're, they're Christ figures. They just, they're just, they're selfless. They're just, they work tirelessly and that, and that epitomized, uh, you know, that was, that was his role. So he did this for years and he ascended, of course, to become the COO of, of USC swimming. And for a hot minute, everyone thought that he was going to be the CEO, um, but he couldn't, he, um, you know, he, he really wasn't acting CEO at USC swimming for a period of time because Chuck Wilgus, the, the, the chief executive there was had cancer, uh, for many, many years. But, you know, before he, he had his health challenge, I think Mike was flirting and I, I, he, I may be outing him, but he was flirting with, with going to FINA. Like that was about 2005, 2006. And it was a uh, roughly around there. He can correct me and, and, and if he wants to, but the, uh, but he did move. I think he has a, I think he has a global mindset on the sport. So now he's finally under the, the FINA roof. What's Mike doing? Well, right now, Mike's preparing for the Golden Goggles event tonight, I think. Um, oh, that's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. He's, he, he doesn't officially start until, what, January? Um, yeah. So I think he'll, he'll be in Abu Dhabi. So, so Coleman will have an opportunity to see him catch up with him then. Um, Mike will be out there with us. And he's been uh, – his, his arrival has been eagerly anticipated by our team. And so Mike will be – look, I, I can't say enough about the guy. I mean, obviously, I've, I've come into my relationship with Mike a lot later than you and a lot, a lot later than most of your listeners. Um, but you use the word tirelessly to describe Mike. 
And I think, you know, uh, the young Mike toting bags is, has the same amount of energy today uh, than he did back then. And his work ethic remains the same, if not stronger. So, um, you know, we're, we're super fortunate to have Mike on board. It probably just came in a really good time in his career when he just was looking for a change. And, and so I think, you know, we, we, we got lucky and, you know, we, we really look forward to, to having him join our team. Um, I really look at Mike as someone who can really elevate our, our ability to host events, um, reunite, reunite our community, and, and probably most importantly is mentor some of our sport managers and, and really get them with a good understanding of the care and detail that goes into the events, sort of sharing all uh, 25 odd years of, of life in the sport with them. And so I think that's going to be a large role that, that Mike plays. And, and again, with as many events on our calendar right now, we need strong leadership. We need great visionaries. We need, you know, people with passion and, and that ability to, to make key decisions at, at, at difficult times, but also pick up the bags and, and lug them across the pool deck to make sure something gets done. And that's pretty much Mike right there. So um, yeah, we're, we're really excited. And, and I mean, you know, I, I feel really guilty ask, asking this question, and it's uh, it, it might be a, a better question for another podcast because um, you've told me just how busy you are with like, what's happening. No, but... You always preface all your questions with this like prelude about and stuff. I get nervous. I want you to be nervous. I want you to be uncomfortable. No, no, it's 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 that it's that stop. It's it's really that closing question. It's that that question of um, you know vision. And, uh, you know, maybe it takes time, I think, sometimes to develop a vision. We, we talked about messaging, but where do you see FINA in 10 years? Where do you see FINA a generation from now? Because you're, uh, you're engineering, you know, the, the team that, that, that's, that's creating all these things. So that's, um, um, I, don't, I don't know what, if, if this has been, if you've been too busy or uh, if this is something you've dedicated a lot of time to thinking about. Oh, look, Mel, I'd love to have that stock answer printed on my wall every day I walk into work and I have a cup of coffee and I see the vision statement and all, you know, everything comes to light. That's not true. I mean, it, you know, we're, we're, you know, the, we're digging the ship out from the bottom of the sea every single day. Um, we're baking our backs to do it. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not short of vision. Um, can I tell you where we'll be in 10 years? Yeah, I hope that ship's on top of the sea sailing smoothly. Um, I hope to reunite what I consider a broken aquatics community. I hope that we, we can reduce the death rate of drowning. I hope that we can you know, see a calendar that, that thrives and, and competes amongst organizing committees to host our events. Um, you know, I, I, I hope that we can bridge that four-year gap, and I hope that we can find a robust way to, to make solid uh, careers for our athletes. Um, not only the tip of the iceberg, but everybody below it. Um, I hope that we can have uh, a programming in place that, that gives all athletes opportunities, no matter their race or their religion. Um, I, I do hope all that. And, I, and, and yeah, that's my vision. And it's a bit foggy right now, to be completely honest with you. I hope it's getting clear. It does every day. Um, but I think that um, some self-reflection over the holidays, a bit of downtime to kind of really see where the, the holes in the boat are. And to really see how we can, again, get the ship moving a little bit, uh, a little bit quicker. I think I'll be able to come up with sort of a clear understanding of, of where we actually need to be. Um, but I can tell you this, it's got to be athlete centered. It's got to be athlete focused. Um, all the measures that we've taken right now are geared solely towards, um, you know, unified athlete. 
And I don't think that's going to change. You know, I think as blurry as the vision is now, I think that's crystal clear to me. And um, I don't really intend to waver too much from that. I think that's a, that's an organic ending. Uh, Coleman, let me ask Brent, Brent, are you cool with that? With, with closing with that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I, I, it sounds to me like you're, you know, I asked the question and it sounds like it's clearly you're, you're working through it. And uh, there's certain things that you have, there's certain boxes you have to check and uh, everything else can come to the, the messaging part that we, that we had talked about. That's really fascinating to me. I I'm looking forward to seeing how that evolves. Yeah. No, it is. It is because, you know, I mean, I, again, I, I can sit there and say, okay, here's, here's my thoughts about what I want to do and, and sort of what we need to work on from a transparency perspective to a communication perspective and in communicating through our athletes. And then frankly, one of the, one of the things that attracted me to, um, to Torin was, you know, comments he made, which are that we have to communicate through our athletes. And I, and I agree with that. And that's, and that's exactly what we've tried to do with our messaging you know, through the World Cup is to communicate through the lives and the eyes of the athletes. Um, and, and that's where I think we need to be. I think, I think you can sell swimming only so many ways. Um, and I think I can try to sell a 50 free just like everybody else who's been smarter and smarter than me before me. But maybe we need to stop trying to sell the event and sell the athlete, you know, and, and, and rally around the athletes is the vessel that we're trying to move and the swimming pool is just secondary to that. I'm not a visionary. I'm not an expert. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to try and figure it out. Uh, Coleman, we ended about two minutes ago. Uh, the um, I did have one question that I wanted to ask. This is a clip out and uh, it might be just a no or I don't want to talk about it. Uh, so three, two, one. Brent, uh, this we, we you Fina started this unique situation where you have the Fina Champion Series. Is that something that we can that, that you think you'll be doing in the future, or was that or not? No, I mean we spoke earlier about reduction of calendar. I mean this is one area we got to focus. I mean I'm not going to keep banging my head against the wall of things that don't really work and, and work well. I mean we need to refocus our energies. We need to get get a little bit of a foundation set here before we can figure out what's in store for swimming and. In, in what series we want to take on, how it looks and how it feels. But I think um, uh, we have no intention of, of pursuing that, at least in 2022. So. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below. And be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.